Christians of different stripes can disagree about a great many things. But one thing that we all agree upon is that this parable, the parable we have just heard proclaimed, is the most complicated and confusing parable the Lord ever spoke. Even the great saints and scholars had trouble with this parable, St. Jerome and St. Augustine in particular. It's an unusual parable. The main character is not a very good role model. First, he is the steward who squanders his master's money and good. He squanders them. That word should sound familiar. We heard it in last week's gospel of the prodigal son, the one who squandered his inheritance on dissolute living. It is never a good thing to be a squanderer. The main character is also a thief. He is dishonest. He cooks the books. He has no right to do what he does in the parable, taking promissory notes and slashing the amounts that are due. He is the steward, not the master. His master calls him the unjust steward because he has violated a key principle of justice and has broken the seventh commandment by stealing. The unjust steward should have gone to prison until he paid back what he owed to the master to the very last penny. That's what happens when there's workplace graft, fraud, or malfeasance. Instead, the master praises the unjust steward for his prudence. What on earth is going on here? Why is this scoundrel being praised? The unjust steward is praised for his prudence. His thievery is clearly wrong, but the master, who knows a thing or two about worldly transactions and who might even have gotten his own hands dirty in misdeeds a time or two, praises the steward for looking ahead. That's what a prudent person does. A prudent person is looking ahead to the consequences of present actions. The unjust steward is making friends so that when he is fired from his position, he will have a parachute, a soft landing. Our Lord uses this parable to teach us that if dishonest, greedy, worldly people act this way, people whose whole life centers around the accumulation of material possessions, people who worship the false god of mammon, if this is how those people act, ever prudent about what will happen to them 
if the boss finds out what is going on behind his back, how much more should we be like them in spiritual matters, storing up for ourselves treasure in heaven, the treasure that rust does not tarnish, nor moth destroy, nor thief steal away. If dishonest, corrupt criminals know how to be prudent, how to look ahead, how much more should we know how to look ahead to what comes after our time on earth is through when we face an eternity either of hellfire or of happiness beyond measure? Are you being prudent about your eternal future? Or are you squandering your time and resources on dissolute living? Plan ahead, Jesus is teaching us. And he teaches this lesson in a quite memorable way through the parable of the dishonest, corrupt, thieving steward who is praised by the very master whose money he has stolen. After all, there is honor among thieves. There's more to this parable. We have to jump ahead a couple of chapters in St. Luke's Gospel where we meet Another thief, a thief justly condemned for his crimes, hanging upon a cross next to our Lord's. In his final moments on earth, Dismas, the good thief, is thinking ahead beyond the moment of his death to the eternity on the other side of his passing. From the cross, he asks the master of all things, the Lord of heaven and earth, the king of kings, he asks, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And to this conniving, dishonest, thieving criminal, our Lord says, I assure you, this day you will be with me in paradise. The venerable Fulton Sheen spoke of the good thief. He says he was a really good thief because on the cross, he stole heaven. That good thief is known as Saint Dismas, and we are to imitate the saints, are we not? We are not to imitate the actions of Dismas the pickpocket, Dismas the robber, Dismas the cooker of the books but we are to imitate his humility, his incredible 
faith and contrition in asking for far more than his due, far more than what was just, far more than he deserved. For in the moment the good thief stole heaven, he sets an example for us to do the same. Our sins are so heavy we have no right even to ask for forgiveness. And yet that is exactly where we meet our Lord, when in humility we confess our faults and lay bare our souls before him. We have no right to be forgiven. We have no claim on God's mercy. Still, there is honor among thieves. Our Lord gets his hands dirty, not by committing any sin, of course, but by taking on his own shoulders the weight of our sinfulness. He feels the effects of sin, even without ever having committed a sin. He sympathizes with our weakness, and he is quick to forgive you and me whenever we dare to be prudent, whenever we dare to fall to our knees to ask his forgiveness in the sacrament of penance. On the cross... Jesus cancels out our debt completely and totally, thanks be to God. And in the sacrament of penance, we touch the cross of our Savior, and our souls are made clean of sin by the power of his precious blood. He gives us another chance. He gives us a fresh start, all from the incredible love that he has for you and for me. Such is the lesson taught by our Lord in the parable of the dishonest and unjust steward and in the kindness he shows from the cross to the good thief as we take our place at the foot of the cross in this holy sacrifice of the Mass. May we pray for the grace to be prudent and truly wise and to bring our sins before him in the sacrament of penance. Mm -hmm.